0: I believe. Oh, I believe. With my whole heart. I believe. Oh, I believe. God's promise. I believe it. What's going on, everybody? I just want to sing that little bit. Y'all check out the free project by Apostle San Franklin is available on everywhere where you download and or stream music. I just have to sing that part of I Believe. So what's going on, everybody? It's your girl Yanni T. The Priestess never your mistress. I am in the car recording this episode because I'm, I'm running errands and I need to go ahead and do this before it got too late upon the hour. So again, I want to thank you all for your love and support of this podcast, Conversations with the Priestess. I don't have a fancy intro today, and this is my podcast. I can run it the way I fucking want to because I can't. But I pray that everything is well with you all. Um, today is a great day. It's a great day. Um, I want to give a shout out to my family, The Bosses Elite. Um, on my last podcast, I did a shout out for Queen V's Cosmetics, y'all. It's going strong. She has some body butters that I want y'all to try. So go on over to QueenV'sCosmetics.com. I'll tell her that the priest has sent you. Um, and, hey, I'm celebrating her this week. For our Black Business of the Week. As I did in the previous episode. Y'all check out my sister. I love her to life. Um, also. also, um, Don't forget to check out my merchandise. The Ethical Whole Collection. At shop.spreadshirt.com. Forward slash Yanni Taylor. Everything will be in the show notes here. But so far. The last couple of days have been great. I am not going to complain at all all everything has been going well and just um being grateful and thankful for life at this point there has been some things that i have been having to deal with and one of them being on the app bego i had what we call a pk which is like a friendly competition or supposed to be a friendly competition of who can get the most gifts or who can be the timer to get certain things accomplished certain missions um and my bego id is yannick t music if y'all want to follow me there So, this particular PK that happened on Thursday night, um, for those of you all that will be just tuning in, I had what we call a PK. My, My main, the person that I was supposed to do it did not show up, so they got this new person. So, we're in the PK. I'm sitting there enjoying my drink of water, doing music, just jamming out, chilling. I spoke a little bit to the person. He didn't even acknowledge me, and I'm sitting there with my bonnet on, chilling, you know, and of course, someone in the comments, which happened to be a cisgender woman, decides to clock my T while on the PK, and she's like, yo, toucan-looking ass, looking like a big burly N-word in a wig. I said, baby, this is a bonnet. I said, and while you're sitting there trying to read somebody, I'm sure, baby, that you look a mess. So stop trying to comfort people because I know my nose is beautiful. So several people in his comments started reading me about three minutes of me ignoring them and trying not to read. Oh, he says, what's your luck? Sissy looking A word doing over here and he starts reading me and there's nothing but transphobic slurs transphobic comments homophobic comments i'm trying to just get this pk over with so i won't get disqualified so while i'm on there i send my family in my big old family in, big shout out to the bosses elite and i'm not going to call that person's name because they deserve no fucking publicity on this channel they still read me and i'm just like ignoring it at this point and playing my music but. I'm already calling for my support. My family fuzz in the room and starts going off. And they read me talking about all of this stuff. And you know me, I'm a queer trans woman, honey. I've been battling homophobic, transphobic shit all my life. I went toe to toe with that N word. I went toe to toe with that nigga. And dad didn't say anything to me afterwards. So I leave the PK because at this point, I'm tired. My body is shaking because I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of every time I do something or post something on the internet, here comes the transphobic trolls. You know what we go through as trans women. So, afterwards, I'm on my single live and I turn it into a panel because now my family is like, we're trying to decompress after that. So, this person starts sending people in my room to verbally attack me. And he was like, well, he was defending his friend." I said, no, he was not defending nobody. He was egging the shit on. I said, that does not justify his commenters. That does not justify the fact that he had to go transphobic. He could have just kept it at appearance, but no, y'all took it there. So I had to turn it up a notch. Y'all think I'm gonna sit there and not defend myself? It don't work like that. So he sent someone in that said, oh, the host's nose is big. And they have, they have F word that rhymes with Maggie. And they have eggs. I hope they die. This is what I'm being told on the internet. And of course, we kick that person out of the room. And I'm still having to deal with attacks after the fact. I deal with transphobia every day in my life. I deal with it on my job. Can I just have some fucking peace? And me just trying to enjoy something that's a release for me. Even that's not a safe place. And last night, I had to really try to process it all and decompress before I went to bed. So as a way to decompress, I played some music. I prayed, meditated, and I cleaned my room. And I finally got to bed. And of course, I had to use one of my new toys. But I was just, that was a traumatic experience for me. And the fact, and i thank god for my support system because the first thing he said oh you just a little sick trans girl so um you're just a little gay person so you ain't got no support i said baby i got support darling i said you may not see them but i have support and that's what a lot of these cis head transphobic people act like and even some cis queer people They think that we don't have support, but we have plenty of support. Okay, darling, we have plenty of support. You are highly mistaken to think that somebody's out here on their own. It may feel like it sometimes, but a bitch got support. I know everyone does not have that support, but if you need that support, call on the priestess. Big sister, auntie, mama got you. And what's so crazy about the whole AIDS comment? Even on these dating apps, I purposely put my HIV status um, in my description so people will know that. And of course, you know, people don't fucking read on these apps, girl. They don't fucking read on these apps. They don't fucking read on these apps. And the fact that I have an anonymous person in my DMs saying, say, oh, you're a very beautiful individual, but you have HIV. Oh, but I have HIV. Okay, yeah, I'm fully aware that I live with HIV. So I blocked this person. They created another profile and hit me up on this dating app and are like, hey, how are you? I hit you up um, last time before. I want to know, can you point me into the direction of some transsexuals that don't have um, any STIs, particularly HIV, LOL. And this person proceeded To send me a picture of their ashy ass dick. Of course. You know what I did. I blocked them. But I screenshotted it. And posted it to social media. To let people know. Look. This is the shit that trans people. And people living with HIV have to deal with. On a regular basis. But people don't want to believe. That we have to deal with bullshit. We deal with bullshit daily simply because of the fact we are who we are, number one, and the fact that dealing with cishat people, everyone wants to fuck on the low. And I'm not gonna even get started on what I deal with coming from black, trans amorous, and trans-attracted men every day. And for for me to get harassed over my HIV status. There is some kind of elitism and I hate it when people post their HIV results online and they say, oh, I'm STI free, uh, I'm HIV free. Like, that's a badge of honor. Okay, good. You protected yourself. You don't know someone's story as to how they came to live with HIV. That person could have been raped, could have been in a bad situation, or they could have been born with it. So stop your shit. And In 2021, there's no excuse for someone to be ignorant about HIV. For real. There is no reason why people should be that ignorant about HIV in this 2021. We have the internet. We have resources. Stop going on antiquated shit that you heard in church. And shit that your hotel-ass friends talk about. And also, get a better clue about what trans is and is not. We're fucking human beings, too. We deserve to be treated with honesty, dignity, and respect, okay? Why would you be that fucking disrespectful? Like, uh uh-uh, don't do that shit. Don't do that. Don't fucking do that. I can't stand that. I can't fucking stand that mm Don't do that shit. And it's enough that we have, that number one, people like me have to deal with stigma. But to have people hitting you up on random profiles, on faceless profiles, harassing you, yeah, it takes a toll. And it makes you feel like you can't catch a break. And the shit gets on my fucking nerves. For real. And let me, let me get off that, you know, but honey, you have a right to live, live your life and live in your truth. Live in your truth. That's all I can say is just live in your truth. Just live in your truth. So, so, Jesus, I need some water. So in other news. I'm sure many of you have seen the um Marquee and things and trailer for the sequel to Black Panther called Wakanda Forever. This was already in the works. Um, and from my understanding, I believe it's gonna focus more on Shuri. I focus on her journey, which I am pleased to hear. And it's bittersweet that chat with Bozeman is now with the ancestors and not physically on this realm, but I know he's looking down. And I'm, I'm ready to see what this particular creation will bring. I'm excited to see it. So I really want to see what is going to hold. So I believe that is going to be an awesome thing. I believe it's going to be very awesome. So what I want y'all to do. Is going over to priestessbeauty.maven.com since summer is approaching. And everything Memorial Day weekend is coming up. And I know y'all gonna need some bundles and some lace fronts. Go on over there and buy my stuff. Mm-hmm. You can sign up for email and get special discounts. Baby, I'm telling you. Go to priestessbeauty.maven.com and get you some hair, girl. Get your glam on with the priestess. Okay? I just had to do that little side note there yonder. So... We're going to go ahead and get into why I'm doing this in the first place. Because your girl was in a cult. So I just, thinking of, just finished speaking about HIV. And, and the fact that this church was a gay conversion camp in previous episodes. So one of the things that they would use... And sin-watching and trying to hold you accountable would be, they would use scare tactics. And I shared this in a previous episode where they would act like your dick would fall off or your pussy would fail if you masturbated. And I'm like, okay, y'all doing too much. And you know, being impressionable at the time and trying to figure things out, you would really think that would happen. But then you start thinking about not only science, but you start thinking about how reasonable that shit is. And you be like, you know what? I'm just going to do this my way and work with God on my own. Me and him got this. But what other people say, and I had gotten like that at several points within my tenure at this ministry. So one night, um, I was dating this older man. Because I was still trying to figure me out. And this older man was a fine gentleman. I have nothing against him. But Prophet Godmother Prophet couldn't stand him because he was an openly gay person. Openly gay man. And this man and I dated for a few months. Liked the man dearly. One night, he was and I were on the phone talking. Having a good conversation. And I clicked over and I said, Leon, you there? And of course, y'all, that wasn't the man's real name. Okay? But I'm like, Leo, are you there? And I heard Prophetess Godmother's voice. She was like, Did you just call who I think you did? She was like, Who? Who are you talking to? I said, Oh, just one of my friends from campus. I tried to lie about it. I said, Oh, that's one of my friends from campus. I've never heard you bring up a Leo. I was like, Because they're on campus, I don't tell you everything about my business. Like, you're just my godmother. I'm grown. I'm in college at this point. I'm grown. I don't have to tell you anything. She was like, No, I'm coming over there now. You meet me outside. I know who you've been talking to. You've been talking to the person whose house we were at. I was like, so, and I said, he's cool people. I said, we're just friends. I didn't tell her we were dating. So she grills me and interrogates me on how long we've been talking. Have we had sex? I'm like, no, we're just good friends. I weren't about to tell her my business. But she was gaslighting me to the point to where she was putting two and two together. And that next Sunday in church, she gets over the pulpit and embarrasses me. And it says, oh, the Lord says, get yourself together or you going to die of something worse than AIDS. And I was like, OK. And it was so funny. This was around um, the time in fall where the weather changes and everybody's sinuses and allergies get fucked up. My sinuses had started draining. And it got so bad to where I finally went to a doctor, find out I had sinus infection, and she says, "She says God is punishing you for being with that man." I'm thinking to myself, "Bitch, what?" Okay, so I went, I went into a state of prayer and fasting because it pissed me off. Number one, but I'm like, God, for real, like, what's going on here? So I went to a doctor, a sinus infection. So I came back and testified. I said, I want during testimony service, I said, I just want to thank God for being a keeper. And I told them about um, I had actually um, had something happen on campus where I got recognized for my vocal abilities and got chosen for um, a competition for college singers, for college students, and college vocal students. And we were all excited. I thank God for being a healer. I said, went to the doctor, didn't know what was wrong. You know how church folks do. I said, but I ended up, I thought something was seriously wrong because I had um, difficulty with my allergies and sinuses. I said, but thank God it was only a sinus infection. And I thank God just for how he kept me. And I looked right at the prophetess godmother when I said and cut my eyes. So... I still stayed at the church because I was in their music department on the praise and worship team. And this is the cycle that it would go in. Anytime that I would get recognized by the leaders or by other church members. And I said this before, here comes the prophet is trying to tell me all what's wrong in my life. So whenever she would do that, I would retreat and be isolated. I would go into isolation, not even praying and fasting, but just having my quiet time, being on campus, not being bothered. But whenever I would have my quiet time, I would get random phone calls asking me to run errands. And I'm like, well, I can't right now. I have a class at this time and I have some stuff that I'm working on for class but your leader needs this. I said, I understand that, but I have class right now. I said, can someone else do it? And I would get berated rated right oh, you can't sacrifice to help your leader and stuff. I'm like, well, I have class in a few minutes. I cannot be late. So she was like, well, fine then. <clears throat> God going to deal with you. I was like, okay, girl. I said, my no, Lord. And I started to leave then, but I just chalked it up to, you know, bad timing. And it got to a point where not long after I graduated, I had my own apartment. And the prophetess would just randomly pop up at my apartment. They always wanted to be at my apartment. So I had moved in with a roommate and we ended up, he ended up moving out because of uh, money issues that he had. And I'm going to talk about that on another episode. So, at this point, at this point, now y'all forgive me, I am eating because I'm hungry. At this point, the prophetess would randomly pop up. So, one day, I was working third shift at the time, working two jobs. I got off one morning from working both jobs. And I had overslept for church. I happened to wake up. And it's like, church started at 11 o'clock. It's 1130. And I wake up and I call them. I say, y'all, I am so sorry. I overslept. I didn't even hear my alarm go off. I said, I work both jobs. And I'm extremely tired. You would have thought they would have said, well, don't worry about it. Church has already started. You need to rest. No. These N-words, specifically the prophet said, well, you need to hurry up and get here. We need a musician. We understand that you got to work, but you're also called of God and you need to be here. I said, I will be there as soon as I can get ready. Well, hurry up. Why aren't you already ready? I said, you know what? I'm just going to go to church. I'm not going to stress me out. I'm not going to let niggas stress me out today. Fine. So I said, fuck it. I'm, fuck it, I'm done. So, I went to church with them. We didn't have any extra services. I came home and went back to sleep because I had to work another night shift. All of a sudden, when I get home and I'm sleeping good, I hear a knock at my door. I said, who is this? I look out the door, it's the prophetess. And I'm like, I really don't want to answer this because I'm trying to sleep. She says, hey, do you have $40 I could borrow? I was like, I don't have it right now. I did have it, but I didn't want to give it to her. I said, I don't have it right now. Oh, you can't help me with a little something? She said, "I I tried calling you, but you weren't answering. I checked my phone after she left. I said, that bitch didn't call me. I said, or maybe it didn't register. I don't know. I don't care. So I went back to sleep and went to work. And I started thinking... I said, I need to leave this ministry. I really do need to leave. And this is right around the time I started dating my crazy ex. And it got to the point to where I hated going to church. I hated being there. And I I finally made up in my mind. I said, you know what? I'm going to start living in my truth. Even if it costs me at this point, I need peace. So I started living in my truth. And this is one of the many things that I had difficulty with, was walking in my truth. Because here I am hearing what they say, but me and God have our own relationship. And he's telling me totally different, you know, and my, you know, this is just me. And I felt different, so... A few months prior, I went through a bad depressed episode, and I didn't tell it to them, but I was suicidal. Um, This was before I graduated, way before I graduated, actually. A few months prior to me moving in, I went through a nasty depression, and I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, and I was wondering, God, god i just want to be free i want to be able to love who i want to love and not have to hear trash about it and i also want to fall in love you know because of course i had abandonment issues and due to my childhood i never really i had i had that love but not from the not from my parents and not from one of the parental figures that was supposed to protect me but that's a y'all would hear me talk about that another day so, with this, I told the, and I'm talking about this since is Mental Health Awareness Month. I said, well, I told Godmother Prophets. I said, well, ma, I said, I'm thinking about seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist. Why? I said, I think I may be depressed. I said, I haven't felt happy in the last few weeks. I said, and I honestly am not feeling myself. I said, something isn't right. I said, I have every reason to be happy, but I'm not happy. I said, I cry at night. I can't sleep. So many thoughts are going through my head. So she says to me, well, you need to pray more. You need to fast more. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I am doing all of that. And she said, you don't need a therapist because a therapist can't lead you to deliverance. And they're going to okay your sin. They're going to tell you that nothing's wrong with you, but there's everything wrong with you because you're still battling with that homosexuality demon. And I took that doll heart because I'm in a vulnerable fucking state as it is. And when I revealed that, I felt like I was dealing with mental illness. And this is one of the reasons why I didn't get help for a long time. Because I dealt in the church world and I felt like, oh, you can pray and fast it away. So, and thank God years later, I finally got help. about, What? Maybe 16 or 17 years later, I finally got the help I needed, which is sad. But that's our own journey. So finally, it got to the point to where I started coming out of the depression. I stay in a constant state of prayer for those who really know me. But I was still questioning a lot. And I, again, thought about going back to therapy. But I never voiced it to her because when I told her, I was made to feel like I was some kind of criminal, like I was rejecting God. And you see this a lot in church communities where they will tell people not to get therapy or don't go to doctors because it's like you're not trusting God with your life. Baby, I don't care who you are, if you are listening to this under the sound of my voice, if you know that you need mental help or you need to take care of your mental health, go get help. Don't let religion. Don't let some tyrant of a leader in the church tell you that you don't need therapy. Baby, get you Jesus and a therapist. It will help you navigate your life and navigate your spirituality. Because a lot of people in the church, they need to go to therapy as well. Take your butt to therapy and don't be ashamed. Do not be ashamed to seek help. Do not be ashamed to go to therapy, baby. Your life depends on this. So after she told me not to go to therapy, I didn't go. And I still suffered for the remainder of my time through such abuse. And I realize now what she was really afraid of. She was afraid of it being revealed that I was actually being spiritually abused. I was being mentally abused and taken advantage of by that ministry. Anytime someone tells you not to seek professional help and you're connected to them, be watchful because that could be means of control. And let's not even get started on the sexual manipulation. Like during my tenure there, during the time I was in college and I was a part of this ministry, I was constantly told that if I had sex with a with a woman, a cisgender woman, because I hate using the term female, that if i had sex with a cisgender woman then i would be cured of being gay and i'm like okay i don't see how that correlates i'm like but and i'm and mind you i was not new to sex as sex with a woman not new to that and i did have a girlfriend that I was sexually active with at the time. And it was like when they found out that I had sex with a woman after being with a man, it was like, oh, high five, congratulations, da-da-da. But not only was I attracted to cisgender men, I was us, I was still attracted, I was attracted to cisgender women as well. And now, as you see, now I'm pansexual and very fluid in my sexuality. But I'm like, okay, still waiting for deliverance because I'm still attracted to men as well as women. And my then girlfriend was like, if you're bisexual, I'm okay with that. Just be upfront with me, you know? I said, cool, bet. Even my girlfriend understood at the time. So, like, we set up some scenarios, of course. And we have, I lived for a moment, but. It was to the point to where I felt like I was forced to do that. And it was always, oh, you need to get you a girlfriend. So I would make myself go out and get a girlfriend to appease them. But I really wasn't happy with who they approved. Now, if I was to date a cisgender woman, I I would rather go at it at my own time. And granted, I met a beautiful young lady. But we did end up kind of breaking up because Godmother Prophetess was all up in and through our relationship and that was an issue. Anytime I dated anybody, she was always in the middle of my relationship. She would push herself and I allowed it, which I shouldn't have. But you can bet your sweet ass. once I once I moved across town from my own apartment after college and started planning my exodus, I got very mysterious. She would come and I would be out with my crew. she said, say, where are you? I said, I'm out with friends right now. I said, before I go to work or I'm just chilling. That didn't answer my question. Where are you? I said, I'm out with friends in this particular city. I would tell her a random city. What are you doing up there? I'm out with my friends. I said, then I'm heading to work, and I would not answer my phone for the rest of the night. It got to that point to where I had to do that. So she was still trying to use her manipulation tactics, but I started outsmarting the Fox. And what kills me, going back to the sexual manipulation, I felt, to me, that was a form of abuse, to try to make a person fit a narrative. And I am sick and tired of the church condemning and damning people to sleep with people that they are, know they are not attracted to for the sake of keeping up appearances. This is why you have a lot of dysfunctional ass homes. You have a lot of preachers being quote unquote exposed. You have a lot of trauma and a lot of people are hiding because you're forcing a narrative on them. Stop that shit. Stop it. Again, that's all I have to say about this. And I'm sorry if this is coming off as negativity and chaos. I'm sorry. But this is just where the podcast went today. But just know there is hope for you. And you can leave and be healed. You can leave and be healed. I'm going to share some more of my story. But y'all love me free. And smooches.